Six weeks after Russia first invaded Ukraine, Vladimir Putin's forces are not at the neighboring nation's western border, threatening to push into NATO member countries Poland and Slovakia. The Ukrainians have stared down the Russians and in some parts of the country pushed them back even. But NATO forces remain at combat readiness, including those in the 3rd Infantry Division deployed from Fort Stewart last month. Savannah Morning News journalist Nancy Guan has been covering the local response and what it means for soldiers and their families. And she joins today's The Commute podcast to discuss. From savannahnow.com, this is The Commute podcast presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Bremer, opinion editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today's episode looks at our friends and neighbors in uniform from here in Savannah, who have deployed to Eastern Europe as part of NATO's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Savannah Morning News reporter Nancy Guan shares her insights from covering the buildup and the deployment. First, though, a message about the podcast presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Let's face it, when it comes to the office environment, we've all been treading water since the COVID-19 outbreak. Now is the perfect time to freshen up your space. And the folks at National Office Systems are Savannah's experts in office design and outfitting. They work with top quality suppliers such as Dirt Modular Interiors and Herman Miller Office Furniture to create great workspaces. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. Again, that's www.natoffsys.com. Joined on the Tuesday commute by journalist Nancy Kwan, who is... In military parlance, I think she would be considered airborne because we've asked her to parachute in on the military. I need the rim shot for that one, but uh, she has been going out to Fort Stewart and to Hunter to uh, kind of cover the 3rd Infantry Division, which is part of the response, the American response to the NATO allies to what is going on in Eastern Europe. As I said in this setup, we're six weeks into this now. Russia has, has not made... Uh, is is quite frankly in retreat, at least as we speak. They're pulling back out of areas of Ukraine. They are not threatening, at least not imminently, uh, NATO, which uh, for the purposes of Ukraine would be Slovakia and Poland. But we, of course, have our soldiers in those areas, also in Germany. And Nancy was uh, sent out to kind of chronicle the deployment of some of those soldiers, and she also attended a a session with some of the spouses of the soldiers where the army talked to them. But Nancy, I know it wasn't uh, just like with Russia, Ukraine, nobody really saw it coming. We, well, I shouldn't say that. Nobody saw it coming far in advance. And that meant that we were a little bit behind the eight ball and we ended up sending you out, uh, tasking you with a, with a new beat, which was to cover the military in this case. Uh, I think a lot of people are are, are probably pretty curious about how you cover the media or how you cover the military. Excuse me. Can you kind of walk us through kind of that process and then what you found when you got out there for the deployments? Yeah, I mean, I think by now being a general assignment reporter, you kind of get used to being thrown into these different um, situations. But um, for me, I was just, you know, testing the waters, seeing how um, Fort Stewart kind of responded to our communication with them. Um, I mean, so far it's been really structured, um, you know, no surprise there. Um, We've been mainly responding to whatever press releases they've given us. So I've been out there, I think, two times now. 
Um, the first time was at a Hunter Army airfield, and that was to see the second deployment or the deployment of the second round of troops to okay. Germany um, as part of reinforcements for NATO. Um, and yeah, the I mean, for me, it was basically just learning the lay of the land. A lot of it was getting used to army terms. I'm still learning a lot of that, so it's been a huge learning process. Ongoing, yeah. And going out for that deployment, that's a that's a pretty emotional time, right? Can you kind of talk about what the the atmosphere is like, and is it is it tense? Is it sad? Is it exciting? Is it everything wrapped into one? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first event I went to, we were kind of in the, um, I think, big hall where all of the soldiers were waiting to be deployed and. A lot of them expressed excitement and nervousness. Um, they were, you know, really young. Um, so I think they were just kind of, um, you know, not sure what they were going to anticipate either. Um, so it was kind of cool talking to people, you know, closer to my age actually going out to do something that I can't imagine doing myself. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was you know, a mix of nervousness, the unknown, um, and yeah, just excitement for them. As you mentioned in the stories, this has come on very quickly, and it was, it's, from talking to some of the Army folks, it's, they even talk about how remarkable the stand-up for this all was. What, what have yeah. you learned in terms of not only getting the troops there, but getting the equipment there, and then and, and putting into action these things that they drill for all the time? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I wasn't there for the first round of, uh, troops um but i saw that they had you know weeks to prepare for something that usually would take months um so i think from what i learned they had to go and train with the troops there on how to use the equipment usually shipping the equipment from you know the u.s to europe is part of the deployment window yeah. but that wasn't the case this time they're using somebody else's yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I think for the second round of troops, they seem to be a little bit more prepared because their main purpose was to, um, I think they were the maintenance crew. So mm -hmm. they, you know, train for that all year round. Um, but still there's, I'm sure there's a lot of things that they need to prepare for since this incident is unprecedented for, you know, everyone. So. Forgive me as I interrupt myself in order to encourage you to support local community journalism by subscribing to savannahnow.com, the online home of the Savannah Morning News. That's where you can keep up with all the local happenings, such as what is going on with the soldiers based at Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield that we're discussing in this podcast. Right now, $1 a month gets you all access for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com slash subscribe now to sign up. Again, that's savannahnow.com slash subscribe now. Now, back to the conversation with journalist Nancy Gordon. What do we hear on a day-to-day -day or a week-to-week -week basis? How do they communicate with you, communicate with the public to, to kind of keep keep us updated on, on what's happening? Um, I mean, I'll be honest, there isn't a lot coming from Fort Stewart, Hunter Army themselves. Um, most of the information, I think, um, that goes directly to the media is for some kind of media event, but you can keep track of, you know, what they're doing on their websites and Facebook groups mm -hmm. um, and Twitter, you know, social media pages. 
Um, but yeah, that's where I would go and check for their kind of daily developments. Yeah. Is there any indication of, of more troops deploying? Uh, do we have any idea on how many are still here versus how many have gone? Um, no, not. I personally don't know about that, but um, that's a great question that I'll be asking for their next event. <laughs> so thanks for <laughs> I'm, that. I'm sure they probably <laughs> kind of keep that a little bit on the QT as well. Yeah. Uh, Another event you covered was was for the spouses, and mm-hmm. actually, uh, Todd Brass from from the Pentagon was here to talk to the spouses. And yep. we don't we think about how trying it has to be for the soldiers on the front lines and potentially in harm's way. We don't often think much about the spouses from attending that event. What were some of your takeaways from from just interacting or engaging with or watching the spouses? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point you bring up. We don't really think of the family, what they have to deal with over here. Um, So that's kind of what I learned from that town hall, just the thought processes and, you know, all of the logistics that the families have to consider when, you know, a key family member has to deploy for six months. Um, So a lot of the town hall had to do with, um, you know, what compensations are we getting? Um, how is the army going to support us in this situation? A lot of the mothers they were expecting, they didn't know if their husbands or their, you know, um, family member was going to come back and be able to go on that leave and, you know, be able to support the family when that new child comes. So, um, you know, a lot of it was childcare, like how am I going to be able to um, fare financially? Um, so. You know a lot of logistical concerns but um there were a couple of people who you know questioned is are the conditions my spouse is in normal right you know a lot of people aren't aware that you know it's a really kind of austere environment when you go out and deploy so a lot of it was just um i think adjusting to that to that mindset maybe um so because yeah. probably a lot of these are i mean the, the war on terror is that we've kind of drawn back so a lot of this is probably first time for a lot of these yeah yeah exactly um uh commander grinston um the you know highest ranking non-commissioned officer was there and he said you know we haven't had this kind of land warfare for over 20 years so yeah it is very like unprecedented did you get a sense that the army bringing in somebody of that high profile made a difference with people in the room? Did they seem to really kind of appreciate that? Um, I can't. I couldn't tell from the spouses themselves, but a lot of the army officials were, you know, um, obviously noticing his presence. Um, some of them wanted to take pictures with him. Um, yeah, don't blame them. So, um, but yeah, I think. Uh, the main takeaway from that town hall was, you know, I felt like the spouses were asking questions that that were very kind of nitty gritty and pertained maybe to the base level. Um, and uh, Grinson was kind of there to assure them on like, you know, maybe a more like emotional level and just, you know, making himself known and. <laughs> Yeah, being an NCO, yeah. probably a lot of the spouses or their husbands or, or yeah. wives were enlisted, right? They're not necessarily officers, so they would appreciate having, yeah. having a non-commissioned officer there. Yeah. yeah very interesting. 
anything else we need to be on the lookout for when it comes to or we'll just know when they when it when it pops up in terms of what's going on with, with the yeah. military here in town. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I can um, maybe predict when the next deployment is. I think there are ways, but um, yeah, still in the process of trying to find out how right. to do that research. Right. Yeah. Well, we will uh, we will wait and see, and and uh, our, our prayers and our thoughts are obviously with with the troops overseas and with their with their families here. But Nancy, thanks mm -hmm. for for all you do and for jumping on that. Yeah, of course. Learn fast, but thanks for taking the time to talk to us on the committee today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That's all for the Tuesday Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Check out the Commute archives by searching The Commute with that Savannah opinion to hear those episodes. The Commute returns on Thursday when we recap the Georgia legislative session, which wrapped for 2022 late Monday night. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>